0: This is an Annapolis bonus podcast. Never refuse an opportunity to come to 49 West. Uh, and I'm doing it very late in the day because I'm going to have dinner here before the night is out. But we're <laughs> sitting down with a principal in search of a school.
1: Is it, would, that be, would that be accurate right now? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: we're sitting down with Romy Pittman, who is the brain... Behind a new school that is going to be coming to Anne Arundel County, a new high school uh, in hopefully 2024, 2025, yeah. called the New Village Academy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we, you know, we've heard about. I mean, you almost expect new school or new, you know, daycares and kindergartens and stuff like that to pop yeah. up all the time. Yeah. You don't hear about new schools new popping schools. up too much. Yeah. yeah. And we spoke with uh, Roman, who's opening up the Acton Academy over there, and Arnold. And I was like, wow, okay, now here's another school that's popping mm-hmm. up. But you're talking about a high school. And, right. and it's different. Because, I mean, gosh knows that Annapolis High is what? How many, how many, like eighteen hundred students or something like that? Oh, it's over
1: two thousand now, I think. Is it over two thousand? Yeah.
0: That's just absolutely incredible that but you're talking about a much smaller type of a school.
1: Yeah, a really different scale. Um, and part of the reason that that it works, I think, and that we've had the kind of support that we have had from Arondo County Public Schools is that Annapolis High School is a little bit overcrowded, uh, you know, over capacity. And so it actually serves their needs really well for us to take a few students and and do something different with them.
0: Well, what makes you qualified to open up a high school? I mean, I know I'm not. <laughs> so, I mean, now, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, where where is your background? What was the drive to to the need for this? And yes. I want to get into a little bit later about what the school is, but um, I mean, yeah, what's your background? Backstory.
1: Yeah, I started teaching in Prince George's County in 1989. That kind of dates me. Huh. You didn't have um. to do that, but I mean, okay. <laughs> And I taught high school history, um, and I've sort of come full circle back to my most recent job has been at Annapolis High School teaching high school history, but I'll, I'll get back to that cycle in a minute. So I started at Suitland High School, and I was puzzled right from the get-go, and really even before I started teaching, by something that I have always noticed, which is that young kids are voraciously curious, they're uh, engaged, they're excited, they want to be They want to learn everything they can. They want to be successful in the world. And that for not every high school student, but a lot of high school students are not. They're sort of busy either resisting or sort of moving away from the engagement that we're hoping that we would see. And they even have done, you know, Gallup poll did a study and they called it the engagement cliff where fifth graders, 75% of them say, yeah, I'm engaged in in school. I like school. And then only a third by the time they get to tenth grade. So wow, that's it's a, a big drop. It is a huge drop, and it's all it's across the board. You know, it's you know, it's I think it's worse in communities where, in marginalized communities, it's worse. I think in situations where students have learning disabilities, or you know, like there's lots of sort of pockets where it's even more extreme than that. But that's the average across the country.
0: That's huge. I mean, I, I've had classes that have bored me to death uh mm-hmm. i've had teachers that have bored me to death yeah. uh, i know when my kids were going through south river it was like oh dad can you please get me out of this class i hate mr so-and-so i hate mm-hmm. mrs so-and-so <laughs> i'm like no get used to it you're going to have a boss and you're going to hate him you're going to mm-hmm. figure out how to get out of that yourself yeah. which the, an- yeah. the answer for you is to take the class pass it and move on yeah with this drop off i mean and hopefully the school that you're going to be starting mm-hmm. now this is a public school correct
1: yeah. So a charter school is, uh, and it's a little different in different states, but in Maryland, it is a part of the LEA. They call it the Local Education Agency. I actually don't know what the A stands for. Uh, but anyway, we are part of the school district of Anne Arundel County Public Schools. Um, all our teachers and, and employees are will be employed through Anne Arundel County Schools, be subject to union regulations, all of those kinds of things. And then... Um, and the students are still considered rental County students.
0: But is the curriculum the same? The curriculum, I'm assuming, is not the same. No.
1: no, we're going to do things really differently. So we will have the same grade levels for the most part. We have, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, but we divide them into two gateways, we're calling. Okay. And so there's almost like a mini graduation, but before you get to the final graduation and those two segments in the first segment, we're really focused on general readiness, college and career readiness, uh, you know, learning, making sure that the basic skills are under your belt, figuring out what you want, exploring careers, exploring options for college, all those kinds of things, building the capacity both as a human being, you know, just uh, self-regulation, being able to navigate conflict, being able to do the kinds of things that are just life skills as well as the academic skills. And then in the second gateway, really moving towards being prepared and not just prepared for but actually having experience under your belt in whatever it is that you want to do next so in college coursework um, in dual enrollment classes or and or in most everybody will do internships but potentially also apprenticeships if you're not necessarily college bound.
0: OK, well, hey, somebody must have left the back door open because look what the dog dragon look here is. That. Darius Stanton is joining us. How are yeah. you today? I'm very grateful. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm, I am good. And there is a reason that Darius is here because you are involved in the New Village Academy as well. And you are the chairman, I believe, of the board of trustees or yeah, at president. this point? Mm-hmm. Chairman, president, uh, I believe it's president
2: of the board. Yes, I am. I'm very fortunate. How's the on
1: pay? It? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They pay me plenty of attention. Uh,
2: it is a volunteer 100 uh, percent. No funds whatsoever tied to it. Uh, however, it is um, a lifelong vision, dream and passion to create opportunities systems and uh, productions and in this case a school that will help
0: people live healthier and happier lives well so i'm gathering that this is sort of a school for kids that have sort of had enough of school Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, i don't know if i'm, I'm correct i mean the, that's a good way of putting it but I, I mean everybody learns a little bit differently uh mm-hmm. some people will sit down there and just flip through a book and, and do this and it's it's very procedural we you know learn wrote i mean i know my kids came home with a new math and i'm like no you flip the numerator the denominator you add it it works every time <laughs> and they're like no 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 you do this that's crazy you thing do
1: it anymore dad and
0: uh, you know, you don't know anything. Uh, you know, and some people are so literal. And I mean, I think this is a really sort of a breath of fresh air in that because the people that we're talking about that will be going to New Village Academy are probably ones that would fall between the cracks. Exactly. Going to Annapolis yeah. High or South River or any of the any of mm-hmm. the traditional public high schools.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so
0: OK.
2: I want to make sure we cast the right net because I think that. New Village Academy really is the place for students who, um, as you said, could benefit from some coaching, more motivation, more direct engagement. And, um, you know, right now, just based on the society we live in, if you listen in earshot to the news, the first five or 10 minutes are about who got shot, who got robbed, who got mm-hmm. wronged. If you watch social media, when somebody gets smacked or fights, they have a million views in 25 minutes or 25 hours. The guy who goes up and saves a cat out of the tree has maybe 20 an ha- a, a, <laughs> a, a, a eighth of those views. And so there are so many young people, um, college graduates right now. Whom are feeling unaccomplished, who are feeling left, uh, like afraid, high anxiety. And so New Village is really a a place for students who really could appreciate the support, you know, support systems that ultimately will turn into a lifelong network. And that's what, you know, most people have when they become successful. They have a team. Yes. You know whether the teams at home, whether the teams at the boys and girls clubs, whether the teams uh, some s- club at school, and uh, unfortunately right now a lot of the teams in our society are deficit based. And New Village is just the opposite. It's strength based. It's strength. It's asset based. Yeah. We're focused yeah. on your strengths. When you come in outdoors, straight A or straight E. We're we're working with you to, to,
0: to maximize your potential. Mm-hmm. What's and, and this is I know it's probably difficult to answer, but what is a typical day like at New Village it's Academy?
1: Not, not at all difficult to answer. Uh, so we have a, you know a schedule that doesn't look like other schools. Surprise, surprise! Because of not, not much about what we do looks like other schools. So when students arrive the ver- the beginning of the day, they go to crew, which is uh, one. See, teacher. when I went
0: to high school, that was rowing.
1: Right, okay, not so the rowing not kind of crew. Although it does, it is inspired by that. There's sort of a, a phrase from uh, "We're crew, not passengers," and the idea that we're all pitching in. And uh, so I just stole this idea from one of my previous gigs, which was working as a school designer with Expeditionary Learning. It's um, or it's now called EL Education, and it's a, a kind of project based whole school model. And I helped. Kind of coach leaders and help with curriculum design for this project based learning. And, but anyway, crew is this great structure that came from there where students uh, stay with one teacher. And in our case, they're going to stay with that teacher for four years. 14 students who build up a, a real community, a team like Darius was saying. Uh, they'll do a, the teacher will do a home visit before school even starts so that there's a relationship right off the bat between the parents and the, the crew leader. And then That crew leader is really responsible for those students, those 14 students thriving in all ways. And so that that first part of the day is connecting, sitting down with those students, building social emotional skills like mindfulness and and resilience and conflict resolution, uh, doing team building activities, reflecting on academic progress, that kind of thing.
0: I see that as being like on the beach with sand. (laughs) <laughs> and you, 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 you're, you're, it, it seems like you're kind of just bringing it in and, and yeah. building it up with, with a strong base on that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the things that we know about, you know, really our whole model is based on what is the science behind motivation and what makes people want to work hard and invest in something. And one of the ground rules is you got to feel like you belong. You got to feel like you're known and understood. And so if you don't build that into the structure of the day, and build the time in for people to build those relationships, you don't don't end up having that condition.
2: So in addition to crew, then they'll start to get into their coursework, right? Mm -hmm. So the classes will be still 15 to 20 students, you know, and they'll be focused on, this is another big part about, you know, our program. They'll be basically working to set up and choose, you know, their path in terms of, you know, the, the direction, um, what they want to learn. The other big part about it is, you know, the project-based curriculum is really uh, the going community to... Community
1: action projects, we're calling them. Community yeah. action
2: projects, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, will then take up the, the second half of the day. So in the morning, they'll, you know, they'll be involved in what you would call crew and then traditional classes. So to speak, uh, okay. traditional in the sense that they'll be in the classroom, academic, you know, skills.
1: academic skills.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's um, the reading, writing, arithmetic part. Right. Right. <laughs> but but um, even
1: that part, if I can jump in there, even that part of that is not structured quite like a traditional classes. So it'll be a blended model where kids are doing things on a self-paced basis and on the computer in some cases, and then also being pulled into a whole group uh, what we're calling math labs or liter- literature labs, which are a lot like book discussions. Um, and then also learning languages. So anything that's a skill-based subject, like math, like language, like those are, those are going to take place during that two-hour block in a, in a blended learning model. So it can be somewhat self-paced. And then the afternoons are science, social studies, literacy, or the, the applied literacy, I guess would be the way to put it, and to some extent, applied math. And these community action projects, so the subjects kind of span the whole day, but they don't look exactly like they would in a traditional school. Okay,
0: and then the crew leader and I forget the term that you used for the yeah, that's right the the crew leader that's using this. I mean, that's his or hers. That's their. It's just a crew, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's traditional. I guess at this point they're not going to be traditional teachers, but there are going to be disciplined teachers in different disciplines sure. teaching the mm-hmm. the academic a- aspect of this.
1: Right. So the crew leaders are teachers. And so they will morph from in, in that first block being a crew leader to becoming the math teacher or the, or a right, but that's what they always yeah. do. I
0: mean, it's not like your crew leader yeah. is going to be teaching your English class and teaching your science class and no, doing your whole yeah. thing. So they're like just, but they're just girl, with yeah. you for crew through mm-hmm. the four years of your career. Which is good. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that the the public schools and the high schools have tried to do that with, I know, with guidance counselors. Yeah,
1: advisory structures and, it's, and you know,
0: we have this, you know, the A to F and whatever it is. So you hopefully have the same guidance counselor teaching siblings that might have mm-hmm. some insight to the families. But again, there's so, you know, so few of them and so overworked with it. Yeah. How many students are we talking about here?
1: We're talking about 150 in the first year, uh, growing to 250 by year four, and then... Staying at that level because a big part of the model is staying small enough that everybody knows each other's name, that students' uh, learning can really be customized around their interest, and uh, you know we can find internships and apprenticeships for a student who has an interest in you know something weird. You know they want to be a, a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want to do a specific thing. You know, if you have two thousand students, you can't respond to individual interests in that same way. Um, well, it sounds like
0: there's a lot of uh, accountability. Yeah. On the students when you're in a a situation like that. And Darius, to your point, when you talked about, you know, with the social media and the the views and everything else, I mean, I can be very, very brave behind my laptop. Mm -hmm. I I can call you whatever the hell I want. Yeah. And there's nothing that really you can do about it or I can do about it other than get your feelings hurt or get mad or whatever it may be. But that's not happening. That, yeah, I you can't, can't see disappear that. at our school. I can't <laughs> see that happening. In, in a, can't
1: fade into the background.
0: You know, I mean, if if you've got an issue with somebody, you're going to have to sit there and talk talk about it and figure out how to work through it Yeah. as opposed to, you know, jumping into exactly. the fighting exactly. type thing. Well,
2: you know, one of the things that is also s- s- special about um, New Village Academy is the fact that we also have a number already of advisory board partners, members, organizations, and entities that will be working to train our students on so many things beyond what you would do in a normal day of school, you know, conflict resolution, um, you know, how to write your resume, how to do a elevator pitch, Right. you know, things that you learn. Some people learn when they go to college, but some a lot of students graduate from college and don't have those basic skills, Mm -hmm. you know, and so uh, how to network, um, how to navigate in the workspace. Mm -hmm. I've got challenges that uh, I don't know how to deal with. So how do I manage that? Well, I need to talk to my crew leader. I need Mm -hmm. to talk to my community ambassador. Because they worked at NASA or they worked at the fire department, and they know what it's like when you know you're dealing with some some uh, difficult staff. You know those real deal issues mm-hmm. that people don't prepare you for unless you have a home and a relationship with home yeah. that can do that. And by the way. You know, we do plan on engaging. We had a great meeting yesterday with some um, really active and involved community leaders uh, who pressed us about making sure that we have the families involved in our school. And we intend to do everything that we can to partner with folks who have hands a pulse on the families to make sure that the families
0: are growing as the, the, uh, their students are growing. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to think that when the family's involved, and Roni, you had mentioned that, you know, the, the one of the first things they're going to do a family visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've got to think that that empowers the family to get behind the success of the student as yeah. opposed to just somebody coming home and, okay, the bus is yeah. here. Okay, whatever you I need to do. I was no,
1: today. Good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. No, let's, let's, let's yeah. talk about it. And,
0: yeah. you know, I sit on the signature board at Annapolis High, and we do mm-hmm. a number of the networking things, to your point there. And I'm like... They, they're like deer in the headlights. Sometimes they come in and, you know, one thing that I always try to impart on them, I said, you're meeting these people and okay, you have, you can't do anything for me right now. Immediately. Um, I get that. I mean, you're 16, 17, whatever you are. Um, but you know what? I may know somebody and yeah, 99.9% of the adults. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to bend over backwards and, you know, take a week's worth of time to do something for you. But if I can, without much effort, introduce you to somebody, if I can, without much effort, say, "Hey, you know, this is way, yeah. Let me look at your resume. Email it to me, and let me—I'll give you my yeah, two cents." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. And yeah. I said, "Never be afraid to ask." That's my yeah. thing: is never be afraid yeah. to ask. Because the worst yeah. they're going to say is no. Yeah. But more often than not, they're going to say, "Sure, I'll figure out a way to help you out." Right. Yeah. Um,
2: I, I'd like to. Uh, it just hit me when you uh, said. You talked about, you know, asking and just getting help. I heard um, my grandfather used to sing, if I can help somebody <laughs> along the way. And that's one of the things that, you know, we're going to be really working to impart in our students because we believe that um, leadership, once you teach young people how to lead, then they'll run the things that they need in their life down. Number one, they're going to learn how to ask key questions. Mm -hmm. They're going to be root cause thinkers, leaders, and not just on the surface. So you won't be able to just tell them something and they don't go look it up. They're going to watch and listen to speakers. And then after they watch and listen to those speakers, they're going to go back and they're going to do the research. And they're going to find out if what they said was actually factual. And they're going to treat their lives like that. So they're going to run after their health. Sure. They're going to run after the proper things to eat. They're going to run after the proper environment for their families. And when they become parents, they'll be thinking intensely about raising children in an environment that is safe, that is wholesome, that I have a place first to, to take care of, you know, so that they understand that mm-hmm. I've got to be responsible, accountable again. For mm-hmm. a life, so if I'm going to bring lives in the world, that I got to make sure I have like foxes a hole, a den, right. uh, a rabbit, mm-hmm. you know, a bird with nest. Human mm-hmm. beings are the ones that don't have it because we're not training children, you know, to understand mm-hmm. that. If ultimately, young people are going to
0: be parents. Well, it's it's unfortunate. I again something I had heard from Signature was that uh, of the Hispanic community at Annapolis High that it was something crazy. It was like. Forty or fifty percent of the parents had never stepped foot in the school, mm. and well, they
1: don't feel like they belong there. Well, yeah, I think that's—I think it's on the school to make sure that they do. Well, they said part of it is—you is,
0: mm-hmm. know—that there's the undocumentation thing. Yeah, uh, sure and, about you know, that's true. what about that? No. So. What about the documented parents that don't step foot in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's—it's the—you uh, know—it's—it's it's, oh, it's the government, yeah. and then there's another one that's a language barrier. Right. They may speak Spanish entirely at home. Mm-hmm. And you've got to buy, bi- you know, a bilingual mm-hmm. kid. That's you know, and yeah. and it's it's a difficult thing to figure out to give somebody a home. Who is your student? I mean, it sounds to me like I mean you were looking at the, and and I mean it if you are looking at, we'll say, public housing, lower socioeconomic families. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the ones that are most at risk. The most the the sure. ones that are going to fall through the cracks, the the furthest, and everything else. They're going to be the ones that are going to be the most difficult to get out of mm-hmm. a deficit. Is that your student that you're looking for? A lower, typically a lower socioeconomic student.
1: So we're we're leaning into that, especially because I think a tendency sometimes in a good charter school when there's a good charter school opportunity out there, I think there are a lot of uh, sort of wealthier, well educated parents who are sort of savvy about manipulating the system and they can they can get their kids in there. And so you see that over and over again that charter schools can kind of get twisted in their purpose in and uh, essentially become a free private school for wealthy right. white families. <laughs> <laughs> I in private school
0: tuition, man. <laughs> right.
1: And so so we really especially want to make sure that we are building a place that is a place where where students who have not been able to thrive in a traditional environment have the opportunity to thrive. And we want, of course, if we're creating that environment, we want to make sure that the students who are getting to us and finding us and signing on are also are students who, uh, you know, who fit that category. So it's a little trickier than that, because I think we're actually talking about something, you know, that statistic I gave you earlier about a third of high school students saying that they feel engaged in right. school, it's a widespread problem. It's not just one group of people who feel that way. And uh, and it could be about mental health, you know, post-COVID and with social media. It can be about, uh, you know, feeling like my, my identity is not reflected in the school. It can be about, you know, economic issues. And I have my family struggling so hard that I can't show up in the way that I want to. You know, there's so many reasons why students are disengaged. And I think, it kind of don't want to oversimplify it and say, "Oh, this is the kid. This is the one person that that has been would benefit from the school." I think it's it's complex and it's w- widespread, and and students will find us and use our opportunities in a lot of different ways.
2: We have a youth advisory board, mm-hmm. and our youth advisory board consists of Annapolis High School primarily uh, students, and they are so excited about being able to sit at the table and craft something that they realize that they're going to be gone and may not be able to benefit directly from, but they understand the value and the benefit of providing students with a sense of belonging Mm -hmm. and all those other uh, power and influence, usefulness and those things that the youth development strategy says, you know, children need. There's a group out of Stanford University called Positive Coaching Alliance and they did a study on the winningest coaches in college sports and what they found was the number one common denominator was Positive motivation. It wasn't somebody yelling at a grown man Cussing them them out telling them come on get your ass together get out here and do your bleeping beeping job It's the positive motivating being able to reach that one-on-one Connecting that relationship mm-hmm. between the coach and then the, the the respect for wanting to do. And we've all had those 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 teachers or grandparents that we wanted to do for. Sure. And we're really working to create a new village, a group of uh, faculty and staff and team members and support staff that are there to make children feel like I want to do this for them because they want to do for me. You know, they, there's an environment, there's a culture that um, we're working to create that will empower and motivate them to, like, look out for it. And the fact that we have other students that are crafting it, you know, this isn't just adults saying what's good for children.
0: It's yeah, this is, this is, I mean, these kids, as you said, I mean, they're going to be out of Annapolis High. I mean, it's going to do them no good uh, for the most part. But that's why stay with them. Forever and what's your yeah. you know we'll fast forward many many years after this as you graduate students out of New right. Village Academy, it's not just that that community of two hundred and some odd students exactly. It's building the, the larger community whether it be right. Annapolis.
2: So or. there's some names I want to share with you: uh, Daisha Conti, mm-hmm. William Rao, Kenyatta Rao, uh, Calvin Watkins, Michael Womack. Stanford Womack Jr., Myosha Watkins, these are all parents now that are working professionally in the Conflict Resolution Center. They're working in hands-on professional skill jobs. They've got master degrees in some cases. And I said those names because those were students who at a time had a really potential challenge either at home or at school. I left my own name out because yeah, I was gonna say, your
1: name come in there?" <laughs> I
2: didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about myself, right? But in the names that I used, these are people who are having a major impact on our community right now. That are coaching young people, that are organizing sports leagues. Daisha Conti just did a a program. A she did a braid-a-thon to make yeah. sure that 150 students went back to school, the school. with okay. their hair looking decent for yeah. themselves. It makes a difference when you feel good about, yeah, who sure. you, you know, somebody takes that time and energy and it was free. You know, Kenyatta Rao is now a master's degree holding from Virginia Tech in environmental science. He was getting in, you know, all kinds of stuff in school, <laughs> um, you know, and you have these people. Will Rao now is the special assistant to the mayor.
1: And on our
2: board. And on our board, you know. um, So you've got these names. Calvin Watkins is a, he was a Boys and Girls Club member. And uh, he was a Keystone Club member. And he never got in trouble. I very seldomly. But he's came out of a public housing community that, you know, had a lot of shootings and trouble. And they're doing fantastic work. So we are looking to build that kind of community. With these young people,
0: well, I okay, can. I mean, it's with anything. I mean, I, with the right tools, you you can do anything. And I mean, you have seen some great stories coming out of public housing. I mean, the the low hanging fruit is the shootings. There's a young man, the drugs. I, uh, you said it, and I apologize. It just
2: hit me. A classmate of mine who went to Robinwood, he grad, he left, uh, he went into the military, went in the Air Force, and made it to lieutenant, right, straight out of Robinwood right he's on the county executive's mural right now his name is eric brown okay um retired now he's in you know doing contracts with the federal government spending that federal pension
0: (laughs) 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 it's
1: not not a bad not a bad deal
0: you know so
1: something that that's worth kind of spelling out i think is how one of the community action projects could work so as an example you mentioned the um, the issue of, you know, the sort of recent spike in gun violence. And so we have a partnership with the mayor's office and the city council to use us as a, as a youth perspective on city problems. So if they were to come to us and say, hey, we've got this issue, our students could then be, you know, in, in these community action projects, could engage with the issue of, of gun violence. So in order to do that, you have to study why is there a second amendment? Like, what is the constitution in the first place? Why is there a second amendment? What, uh, Who regulates gun control at different levels? What are the housing situations in our community and how did they come to be? And why is it that Annapolis has some of the oldest subsidized housing communities in the country? And how do you lobby? And how do you find out what people in your community think? How do you do a survey? And then how do you analyze a survey? And then how do you turn that all around, come up with some great ideas and bring it back to the city council and make a presentation that's powerful and professional? And so that whole cycle... That's basically a whole government course you just did, right? And it's a, as well as learning how to present yourself, how to speak and, and, you know, communicate effectively. Yeah, and and you're engaged in doing something real for your community, and you grow up to be somebody like Darius is talking about, because you, lear- you learn you learned the skills, you learn all all the pieces of making change, which are you know you have to listen and understand the problem, you have to research it and know your stuff. You can't just be expressing opinions here and there. You know, you got to back it up with things and have evidence. You got to be able to communicate effectively, and so all, all of those pieces are, are exactly what we're trying to do.
2: You know what I, lear- I learned just now um, listening to Romy, and Romy is the professional uh, academician here. <laughs> um, I have a master's in human service, so I'm a professional social scientist, right? But what I heard Romy describe in our students, our profile, our what our graduates look like. Is what happens at the master's level.
1: Instead it's of depth.
2: You learn yeah. how to do the key. The thing that I heard about everything she said was she, Well, it just took me back to getting my masters. It's 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 doing the research. It's analyzing data. It's studying, and mm-hmm. then it's comparing what's happening
0: here to what's going on locally to what's going on around the world. Mm-hmm. Well, you and, take take the gun violence thing. I mean, that's, it's the difference between saying, I "Man, what? Okay, so what are the, what are they going to do to stop it?" versus what am I going to do mm-hmm. to stop it? I mean, mm-hmm. you can turn around and wow. you can go yeah. back to, you can go back to Kennedy. Wow. Speech. You're, you're so profound.
2: We <laughs> need to get you on the, I'm not being no. facetious because that is exactly.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, because because it, Facebook. you go because back Facebook. to
0: Kennedy's speech. I mean, you know what, you know, that's not what you can do. now. Yeah. We'll screw that one up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, that's, that's you know, what okay. The
1: can do for nobody, you. Nobody, nobody
0: likes to live in that situation. Uh, let's figure out you know yes i you know yes i do need support from the government whether it be the city or the county or maybe it's just the crisis response team or something like that that may go. maybe it's my grandma that needs to give me a hug at, you know because i heard the shooting mm-hmm. but to affect change you've got to be able to turn around and say well what mm-hmm. can we do to make this different mm-hmm. change agents wow this is
1: so we keep skirting around something i just want to kind of name out loud we keep talking about all the pieces of it and i keep wishing we had this vocabulary i guess is that so the science of motivation it's got these four parts to it so one is the sense of belonging and we've been talking a lot about that another is a sense of purpose you know is that that you want to do things you'll throw yourself into something work hard at something because it has meaning for you like it makes sense Another is empowerment, which is what you were just talking about. You know, the sense that if you feel a sense of agency and control over what's happening in your life, what's you, where your education's going, what your job is, whatever, whatever the context, you will invest in it and work hard. And then the last one is having accountability that really matters. And so we keep talking about all those pieces, and I just wanted to say them out loud, that those are kind of the underpinnings of what we're up to and the why we're doing the structures of school the way we are. Um, because we believe that if we get those underlying conditions right, uh, that students will want to take charge of their own education and be the drivers behind it. And when that happens, amazing things happen.
0: I'm excited for this. <laughs> this, is, this, is all, this is awesome.
1: Where, where,
0: where are you going to put it?
1: great question <laughs> we are we are in negotiations moving very close to um, ready to sign a lease with uh, a West Annapolis mall to uh, put it in the second floor kind of above the container store what used to be the second level of the old Lord and Taylor so it's a nice big space it's a little bit separated from the rest of the mall people aren't wandering by you know they're not uh, looking in and we have our own separate entrance. And uh, But students will be right there in the hub of all of this business activity. There's a public library. There's an SPCA to do internships. There's, there's a all sorts the hospital of, next door. Wow. So all these opportunities. And it's uh, on the public transportation loop for the city and the county. And you may know more about this than I do, but it's... They're in, the, they're in conversation about having that become an actual uh, ch- transit uh, transit hub. Right. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's so kind it's of interesting. a
1: mall, cool spot.
0: The malls have really evolved. I mean, they've had yeah. to. I mean, yeah. they're no longer. The, but I mean, you, know, you look. You mentioned I mean, with the SPCA, you've got the library, which is doing wonderful. The library, actually, I think even moved to a larger space. They did. When they're they getting when more they temporarily traffic did it when the there than anywhere. When the Bush Library was there, yeah. because it was like, wow, this yeah. is really working. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they've got a Seven Eleven in there, which just sort of sort of blows my mind. And, you know, <laughs> but th- this is what it is. I mean, I heard a story about a mall up in Detroit that was going out, going under, and they turned around, they went to Ford and said, "Hey, would you be willing to put a department in? You know, a department store." They said, "Sure, we'll give it a shot." And uh, ultimately, the mall totally evolved. They've got a running track. They've got daycares. They got workout yeah, places. Yeah. They've got, you know, you Whoa. go shop. They deliver it to your desk or they deliver it to your car. They've got valet parking, and it, and it's robust now. It's yeah. pretty amazing. It's. Well, pretty I think amazing. that's really
1: Westfield's vision. They've been taking that n- that newer part and. I think gradually moving the retail more over to the other side and making room for more and more of just the kinds of things you're talking about, you know, kids programming and performance space, live arts is there. Oh, that's
0: right. They've got live arts there. Um, They've got the pickleball now. And yeah. uh,
1: and then we're also in conversation. So we ha- that space upstairs is a little more space than we actually need. We're in conversation with total Healthcare, which is a federally qualified healthcare organization that's been mostly in Baltimore and has moved down into northern part of Anne Arundel, and they're looking to move to Annapolis. And they are just fantastic. They really sort of got our vision of, of what, how we want to work with and be partners with a, a healthcare organization. And they serve people who are underinsured and undocumented. And so they can really provide some of the wraparound services for our families, but also they can use our, our students' To um, help them do research around what the community needs and to be interns got, in the healthcare. I'm sure they've got
0: an entree right into the community right exactly. there. That's awesome. exactly.
1: And so it's really like a win-win, I think, or kind of a win-win-win for them all, too. Because essentially, we're like another anchor store.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. quick question for you, too. And I mean, this is not too dissimilar from starting a business. Does this scare the hell out of you?
1: It does me. Darius is <laughs> Darius is much more experienced I,
2: with this than I don't know why it scares her because she's open schools, you know. Yeah. I tell you, Romy is like just so that people know who Romy Pittman is. Romy <laughs> Pittman is a bulldog for creative educational systems. She has created schools. She's started schools from the beginning. She's worked in Uh, schools that are still today challenging in Prince George's County and Baltimore City. And, you know, we're fortunate enough that she cares enough about where she lives in Anne Arundel County to put that to use. And so I'm just really excited about her being the initial president, a principal of, uh, of New Village Academy, because it's somebody that knows it. But just like she talked about, she... She's passionate about it and she cares and she works hard and children need people that care. They need people that are passionate and they need people that are going to work hard for them because they're going to model that. And that's what, you know, we're going to see the stakes are so high that instead of it being fear, we just are super super urgent Mm -hmm. about the nature of the work. It's like, we don't have an alternative to do anything else because we're the kind of people that you just talked about that are doers. we got to get it done. And we got to find a way right. to get it done. We will, we will and, and, it and the we'll resources that are yeah. coming, you know, we're going to need, so for anyone listening, you know, we're going to need <laughs> support, financial support. Mm-hmm. We're a non-profit. We just got our 501c3. Let's make a loud noise. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, a I, I left my checkbook really? at home. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Can you take Venmo? No, well, we, but we take your, we take your mouth because your, your, your motivation and, and your, your encouragement to your friends, you know. Um, so we're going to be reaching out. We're going to be doing fundraisers. We're going to be doing invite five guests to be five guests and have five guests so that you got twenty five people, you know, giving donations. Um, we're going to be looking for resources, uh, businesses to provide jobs and opportunities, organizations to look for volunteers and partnerships and projects Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of resources that we're going to be developing that we're going to need the city of Annapolis and Anne Arundel County and the state of Maryland to join with us to make this a reality because so that so just to get into that I mean just to kind of touch base on starting a new business you know it is definitely something that makes you like oh my goodness you know we're here now we got this we got that but <laughs> we in a very short period of time have a board now of 16 members mm-hmm. uh we have Some an advisory board
1: people amazing talented, super
2: like like top of the field that care and are passionate we've got uh, an advisory board of County Council, City Council, really strong people in the community. You know, we've got our 501c3 already. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got our charter approved by the Adelina County School Board, mm-hmm. recommended by the superintendent mm-hmm. of the schools. So, in a short period of time, I, we, we've raised already 250000 a little yeah, more. Yeah,
1: 215000 from... So, we, we got this grant that is called the New Schools Venture Fund, and it is kind of remarkable honestly like i don't think people on a local level understand what a mind blower this is but every new public education so public or charter educational model that thinks they're doing something innovative goes to this organization and applies uh, on a national level for this for funding which comes from gates and bezos and right you know it's like all these all those people are funding it and they selected 18 enterprises, 18 projects around the country that they thought were the most innovative public school endeavors for this year. And we got to be one of those. So we were That's selected. Impressive. Yeah, it's opening a lot of doors in terms of other opportunities and other potential funding. But it's also it also means that on a national level, people are really interested in what we're up to. And Videll called it a game changer for Anne, Anne Arundel County, a potential game changer I think it's an idea that really has traction on a on a broader scale.
0: Well, okay, let's talk about a little bit of a sort of a macro, broader scale. yeah, your website is newvillageacademyannapolis.org. dot mm-hmm. org. I can argue that we probably need a newvillageacademyglenburnie dot org <laughs> and a newvillageacademy dot. <laughs> Severn yeah. or mead.org or something along those lines too i mean is that yeah. is that something in the back of your mind i mean let's get this one open first right, I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean is that yeah. something in the in the larger picture that you would love to see happen is that
2: he, he makes me want to sing there's a little black spot on the sun today yeah. Yeah.
1: so what, that? that's another
2: song that's coming to my mind right i think that's uh, so please. uh Please. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. So right now, that would be the lot. But then once we grow the model, once we start to realize the full potential of our students and the students and the, the results become so dynamic, our goal, we're partners with the school system. We're part of the school system. And so, you know, we've dealt with this thing recently where it was a negative virus, right? We are hoping to infiltrate the system with positive, uh, a positive, <laughs> virus positive virus that'll spread, and it won't just be New Village Severn, New Village Glen Burnie. It'll be a motivational mindset, thought process, culture for all of Anne Arundel County Public Schools that they would adopt a mindset of motivation, and it's not that they don't have. I mean, I. We're products, you know, of Anne County Public Schools. So it has the potential to produce good products. But we're also losing an enormous amount of young people. And you talked about parents and some of the traumatic experiences that they had coming out of the school system. And so we're in a place now where we want to be able to replicate the model. But ultimately... We want to be able to take the methodology into the macro of Anne Arundel County Public Schools, mm-hmm. so that more children now are engaged and not walking the halls, quitting school early, into getting, to, getting to getting to twelfth grade. Yeah. And, I mean, getting to twelfth grade and, and dropping out.
1: Yeah, I think you know, at its best, the charter school model. And you know, I am personally not like a a charter school. Cheerleader, Cheerleader. I think it's a problematic structure in some ways and on a policy level, but like what it's best for is to be an incubator of innovation, right? It's an opportunity to do something on a small scale that a larger school system just can't do. And so we can be a kind of lab for trying out some ideas that, that the, the school system can use. And one of the places I think where that's most likely and most interesting is the blueprint, Is you know, the blueprint for Maryland's future. A big part of that push is career-connected education. Their goal is to have 45% of students engaged in apprenticeships by, I don't know mm-hmm. with the date mm-hmm. is, but fast, right. soon. You know, it's very ambitious. And they honestly do not have a clue how to scale that up. And so one of the things that we can do on a small scale is look at, like, what are some of the ways you could do this that don't involve having a massive investment in a CTE program with all this equipment and whatever, how could you do that and get students out in the community getting work experience, learning the durable, the durable skills, knowing, you know, how, what their interests might be without having to build this massive infrastructure that sustains it. So so that's, you know, the kind yeah. of thing that maybe the you know, people can look at and say, oh, yeah, look, this little school for 250 students managed they're, to do it. Maybe they're, we can't they're, do they're, they're doing it. They're
0: walking the walk and they're talking yeah. and the talk. Yeah. Well, i will say as we as we wrap it up and I think I know what this I, I think I could probably answer it, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouse. <laughs> um, where did New Village Academy, the name come uh. from?
1: There's actually, I think maybe you were—it was already New Village Academy when you when we found each other. So, but there was a lot of conversation in the sort of very early stage founding team. Like, um, you know, I remember even having conversations with Thornell Jones, who's not been as involved recently, but you know, Monica, Lindsay and Timmy Encarnacion, who's the ESOL chair at Annapolis High School. Anyway, the, so the, the evolution of it was, grew out of the idea that, that Annapolis is a village and that a village is a place where people are connected and know each other and bringing their young people up in a supportive community. And, you know, there's the, the classic proverb of, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. So that, the idea that we're a new kind of village, you know, that we're kind of refinding community in a different way is, is where that grew from. It's
0: pretty much what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> <Very good laughs> I just want to make sure I, went, I didn't <laughs> want to come out with that and think I was barking up the yeah. wrong tree or something yeah. like that. This is really exciting, and I think that anybody that may be interested in enrolling, mm-hmm. uh, just may be interested in supporting, which I think everybody should be. Uh, whether yeah. you have a, whether right. you have a kid exactly. or not, I mean, this is we're, really we're talk- a community
1: project. We're talking yeah.
0: about our community and our mm-hmm. you know where we live. NewVillageAcademyAnnapolis.org dot org is where it, you want to start.
1: Yeah, or newvillageannapolis.org, or actually newvillageacademy.com, because for some reason newvillageacademy.org is not available.
0: So you <laughs> but got any most of them. those
1: will get you there. You got, mo- yeah. got, mo- got <laughs> most of them
0: there. And you are starting to accept students for the 24-year. I mean, Yeah, they-
1: so the, the enrollment window, it's through Anne Arundel County Schools, and the enrollment window or the, the lottery opens October 9th, so really very soon.
0: Okay. Put your name in there. It is a lottery thing. I mean, we don't have too many seats available for twenty twenty-four. But yeah, this sounds like something that is we probably need a heck of a lot more than just two hundred and fifty seats too. But uh to make it two fifty makes uh we'll
1: we'll start with that.
0: (laughs) We'll make it work. Thank you guys so much for your time and um you know, good luck. And I want I can't wait to follow up and see where this is going. Yeah, Yeah, I was
2: gonna ask if you'd have us back in a in a in about a year. Oh, that's a given. About a
1: year. Come on, we got sooner than that. We got lots uh, happening. It's gonna be an exciting process this year. Yeah. uh,
2: we just wanna be able to to continue and thank you for promoting positive news and being a source of media that is educating and making our community aware of solutions and not one that's just harping on the negative and and oh, I can do that, too.
1: What's, <laughs>
2: what's not happening, but yeah. um, that you, you know, have, that you're being bold for good.
0: This has been a bonus podcast from I on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ionanapolis. Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.